Welcome to the MicroConf Podcast, whether this is your first or your 50th episode. It's great to have you here. Today's episode is a MicroConf refresh episode where we refresh your memory about one of the best MicroConf talks of the past 10 years. We've done almost 20 in-person events. We've done several remote or virtual events. And we have hundreds of talks that are on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash microconf, if you want to see the slides and see the faces of the folks who are giving these talks. When we decided to start the microconf podcast, one of the main goals is to take the myriad of videos, literally hundreds of videos that I mentioned on our YouTube channel, and the videos that we continue to, to create, you know, twice a month, we record MicroConf on air, we have MicroConf remotes, we're going back to live in-person events here in the next, next few weeks, and oftentimes sitting down and trying to consume a 30 or 45-minute video is not something I can do in my day-to-day -day life. I have a family, and I have a work, and I have all that kind of stuff, and so putting it into audio format is a way to make it more easily consumable and also to remind us maybe of some lessons that we learned back in 2012, 2013, 2014, and maybe have forgotten and, and need a reminder. And that's why these are called refresh episodes. So today's episode is a talk from MicroConf Remote that happened in March of 2021. And this one is called Reaching the Top of Product Hunt with Derek Reimer, who is the founder of SavvyCal. Before we dive into that talk, I want to remind you that we are having in-person MicroConfs in September and early October, and we do have a few tickets left. In fact, one week from when this goes live, we have MicroConf local in Portland, Oregon, then the week after, we are in Boston, Massachusetts for a, a one-day MicroConf local. And the week after that, we're in Austin, Texas, and then the following week in Croatia. So it's a whirlwind of four weeks for the MicroConf team. I will be at all of those events and will be great to connect if you're able to make it. So head to microconf.com, look for our in-person events link, and get your ticket. And with that, let's dive into Derek Reimer's talk, Reaching the Top of Product Hunt, where Derek talks about how SavvyCal was at the number two spot on Product Hunt for January 2021, and he takes you on a journey behind the success of his launch with SavvyCal. Let's dive in. My friend Derek Reimer, co-founder of Drip, founder of SavvyCal at SavvyCal.com. He's going to be talking next, and he's going to be diving in to his product hunt launch. He has prepared some slides for us with intricate, detailed numbers, and... Um, I'm really looking forward to it. And it's, you know, we're going to have a little conversation. Don't be surprised if I, I interrupt him now and again with some questions. And if you have questions, we will be answering them. He'll, he's going to talk for about 15 or 20 minutes. And then we're going to have uh, five to 10 minutes of Q&A at the end. If you want to find out, uh, you know, if you have anything that you feel like wasn't covered in the talk. So with that, let's give a warm MicroConf remote welcome to Mr. Derek Reimer. How's it going, Hello, sir? hello. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. It's great to, uh, you know, you've you've been on the MicroConf stage with me. You've been on Startups for the Rest of Us, MicroConf on air. And I, I feel like yep. you're you're rounding the bases. You, you got the, what's it called? Hitting the cycle where you hit a yep. first, second, wait, a single? I, basketball is not my, not my <laughs> sport. Not my sports ball. Uh, <laughs> single, double, triple, and home run. Yeah, no, it's great to have you on here, man. So um, if uh, Producer Xander, Aaron, if you can pull up Derek's slides. Derek, you have your slide advancer already? I do. I, I think awesome. it'll work. Let's see. Cool. So All I'm right. going to let you, yeah, I'll let you take it from here. And obviously, I'll interject, uh, as I said, as I have questions. 
Sounds good. Feel free. Yeah. So yeah, I'm excited to be here. Um, thanks everyone for, for coming out and um, I'm excited to be talking to you about kind of our journey with Savvy Cal to reaching kind of the top of Product Hunt this last January. Some of the lessons we learned from, um, from that whole process and how we thought about kind of orchestrating the launch, the timing of it and so on. So excited to be here talking to you about this. Um, just real quick, a little bit about me. We touched on most of this already, but I'm a uh, full stack product creator. I've been kind of doing the bootstrapped SaaS thing for about 10 years now. Um, Co-founded Drip alongside the one and only Rob Walling. And now I'm working on Savvy Cal. And you can hear me weekly on the Art of Product podcast uh, where Ben and I kind of talk about what's happened in the last week in our businesses and kind of working in public. And I've also, I think I've been to every single US-based microconf except for the first one. So um, always, always love interacting with folks at microconf and can't wait to see you all in person when uh, in-person events are, are a thing again. So for the record, without, I think you were like 12 yeah. years old when the first microconf happened. <laughs> Somewhere along yeah, those lines. That's that's not not too far off. I think I was fresh out of college and very fresh in many ways. <laughs> All right. So we'll kick this off with kind of just talking through some numbers from the Savvy Cal launch, and then we'll kind of dig into to some of the details about um, about how we got there. So um, January seventh, uh, the product uh, went live, and uh, in the time since then, we've accumulated close to two thousand upvotes. Uh, about 256 comments on the comment thread. Um, we got number one product of the week and number two for the month of January. And this ended up driving about 10,000 unique visitors to the site, uh, around 3,000 registrations for the product. And that's that's free signups without a credit card. Um, and then you know, a certain percentage of those have converted into trial and then customer. And that has resulted in about a $4,000 bump in MRR. Um, and so suffice to say, I was extremely blown away by this. I mean, um, first of all, you never know what to expect with, uh, with a launch like this. You know, it's where a website that's effectively a popularity contest of sorts. Um, you know, obviously there are things you can do to, to help increase your chances for success, but uh, definitely didn't expect this. And so, um, you know, it just goes to show how you got to kind of take on some of these uh, some of these things and and not everyone's going to work out, but some of them might. And so, you know, got to got to put some gas in the serendipity engine and and um, and see what you can make happen. Yeah, I think there's there is a lot of probably warranted skepticism around the Hacker News or the Product Hunt launch because of the fact yeah. that it is it's it's. I like to do repeatable things that work every time or most times, you know, and, and these don't. However, they're repeatable enough, you know, because if you get one out of yep. 10, two out of 10, like this is, I mean, 4,000 MRR for a lot of folks. I mean, frankly, if you're living anywhere that's, you know, not that expensive, that can, that can be raw my profitability plus plus right away. So yep. I'm uh, yep. super excited to hear hear more about it. Yeah, totally. And I mean, along those lines, like this is the big caveat. Anytime I talk to anyone about Product Hunt, you know, it's um, so much of what happens on there is beyond your control. So you never know, you know, who else is happening to launch that day and going to kind of take, um, you know, take take most of the attention. Um, you don't know what's, you know, maybe it maybe your product doesn't end up resonating totally with the Product Hunt audience. And that's that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that you're not building the right thing. It just means maybe it's not a great fit for the audience or, um, you know, maybe it's 
maybe it's a little too niche and that niche just doesn't really have a presence there. So there's a lot of things, um, kind of, <laughs> kind of what you alluded to Rob in your, in your opening, you know, so many different, um, variables and product hunt is no different. And so it's important to, to manage your expectations and think of this as just, as just one kind of marketing experiment and it may have great results, may not, but still, still a worthwhile thing to, to do. Yeah, and to give folks an idea, I have personally posted 14 projects to Product Hunt. I'm just looking at my dashboard right now. Oh, and wow. one of, the, yeah, one of the lowest upvotes, let's see, Tiny Seed when we launched got 11 upvotes. Um, Start Small, <laughs> Stay Small got 19 upvotes. That was, that was you know, years later after it was published. Yeah. But I think one of the, the highest upvotes are, looks like I posted Startups for the Rest of Us within the last couple of years, and that got about 430. And then when we launched the Video Vault, we got 330. So I know you got way more than that, but that gives you an idea like of 14 um, even, you know, for, for someone with, with reach like myself, I think it's, it's, it looks like about a 30% success rate that I would, you know, that got in the, yeah. the triple digits of upvotes and probably drove uh, substantial traffic for us. Yeah. And I, I should say like be, you know, I've done a couple, not that many launches, but a couple other products. Um, Code tree was the other main one that I did back in, I think it was 2015, 2016. And, um, and that one, I, if I recall, it got like 130 upvotes and it felt, I mean, it was for the scale of the, the community at the time and, and um, you know, the scope of the, the project, it felt like a, a good success, but it was also felt a little bit like different, different times back then where other people would hunt other people's products more. And it was kind of this, this more organic thing. And now, I mean, like, like most of these types of platforms, it has become much more, um, you know, curated, I guess. And like, there's people are put a lot more attention generally into, you know, carefully orchestrating their launches, which is not a bad thing. And that's, and that's what we're here to talk about today. But yeah, it is interesting how the, the, the platform has evolved, um, uh, pretty much over the last 10 years, I think it's been around. So yeah, quite a while. So yeah, I, hey, I do want to, yeah. I do want to pop in with one question. I think if a, if a bunch come through, I won't keep derailing you, but I think it's, sure. it's, uh, warranted to ask now because you just talked about that MRR, that $4,000 MRR bump. The question is from mm -hmm. Justin uh, Kistner, Justin Kistner in the Microcom Remote channel of our Connect Slack. And he says, how long did the MRR continue to flow in after the launch? Are you still getting customers from it? Mm -hmm. Yeah, there's definitely been an effect of, um, so we got obviously a big, big bump the day of, and then I'll kind of touch on this a little bit uh, later in the talk, but like a, an even bigger bump when I got mentioned in the newsletter. And so that the bulk of the traffic came in that time and it sort of gradually tapered off over time, but we sustained close to a hundred trials in the pipeline for a couple of weeks after that. And most of those were kind of driven from product tons. So there definitely is kind of a, a reverberating effect and it has gradually kind of tapered down and of course attribution is really hard so it's hard to know um you know whether it's now a result of product hunt or just sort of like um you know other people who've heard about the product and are, are starting to use it and spreading it um it's kind of a, a tricky story to to pick apart but i think yes definitely like um we've had kind of continued growth um off of the you know the momentum from product hunt the last couple of months um, awesome. Let's yeah. So, 
Yeah. So, so kind of a, just a loose roadmap. What we're going to talk about uh, first, thinking about like timing, when to actually put your product on Product Hunt, some things you can do to build a little bit of momentum leading up to it. Um, what you can think about in crafting your post, um, and some of the bits of bits of data you're going to want to have there. Um, what to what to expect on launch day, and then some things you can do post-launch to kind of to leverage any momentum you've built there. All right. So yeah, first of all, timing. Um, so I think a, a mistake that a lot of products make is putting your putting your product up on Product Hunt a little bit too early um, because you know there, there's there's some things you want to have in place ahead of that to really give yourself the best chance for success. So you know if you're if you're a brand new product and you haven't launched yet to the world, hopefully you're building a pre-launch email list. And that's important for many reasons, but in this context, you know, that's a list that you will want to definitely reach out to um, ahead of your launch and on your launch day to say, hey, come, you know, people are discussing our product and come share your thoughts about it and and show your support. Um, and so that's, that's an asset you'll want to have. Um, you'll want to have real customers using the product. So, you know, we, we thought it was Savvy Cal, we thought about it as like, um, you know, let some early access customers in in the summertime, a couple months later, do a gradual launch to opening up public access in September. And then we decided to put it on Product Hunt in January. So we kind of spaced it out over, you know, four to six months. And by the time we landed on Product Hunt, we had a, a nice solid base of customers who were, you know, had become fans of the product and were very happy to come and drop reviews on there and um, and really genuinely say nice things, not just, you know, not just your friends who will say nice things about your product as a favor, but but real customers. Um, and that's that's an important thing to have. Um, and then a third thing is is doing some work on your positioning. Uh, this is always a work in progress for any any company, really, but. I think um, you can really do yourself a service if you have a clear, clear statement about who the product is for, who's going to really care about it, and why they should care. Um, I shout out to April Dunford's book, obviously awesome. She has a great framework in there for kind of uh, mapping out, you know, different customer segments that could be using your product and, and ways to craft your positioning and messaging around that. And if you have a really clear story there, then it has a better chance of, of resonating with people. Otherwise, things can get a little bit mired in the comment threads. I've had this, I've seen this happen before where people are confused or like, what, how is this different than major competitor X? And for us, that was because Savvy Cal is in a competitive market, that was a big thing. We made sure to have um, competitor comparison pages ready to go. So if those questions came up, we could just share it and kind of have a once and for all answer. And uh, and so once you have those things, then it's a good time to think about posting a product on. I have a question on this slide from Tony from Cloud Forecast. He says, how big was your customer base? That helped you launch on on Product Hunt. So you know, I'm I'm guessing how many paid and or free users did you have at that time, and then how big was your pre-launch email list? Mm. Yeah, so I think the pre-launch email list was around a thousand people, and I believe I had I should have this number written down, but I, I think it was around 200 customers um, using the product. So a couple couple thousand in MRR. And um, and about a thousand people on the on the pre-launch list, and so I had already marketed to that list, obviously, to when I opened it up in 
in September. Um, but you know, so only some of those had converted. So, um, yeah, that kind of gives you a sense. All right. So building momentum. So, you know, it's, it's pretty simple. Um, the, the, the the roadmap that we followed for this, but basically about a week ahead, we mentioned it on social media. Um, we're, I kind of do the build in public thing on Twitter a bit, and that's that is where my a lot of my customers right now, you know, founders and and um, people in the startup space are hanging out all the time. So it it happens to align pretty well with um, with the Savvy Cal business. So you know, posted posted about it there to to let people know in advance and um, sent an email to, to customers and the launch list, letting them know. And also, um, like Rob was mentioning before, you know, the concentric circles, reached out privately to people in my network to also give them a heads up um, because that's that's kind of a group that you really will want to to deliberately recruit on launch day to uh, to help you out and make sure that you're getting the initial the initial lift to get your to get your post uh, going uh, with some traction on product hunt and so really the goal here is just to just to let people know and let them know that you'll appreciate their support um, of course you're not soliciting upvotes because something you need to be careful about we'll talk a little bit more about that but um, but yeah just giving people a heads up All right, so next we'll talk a, bit, a little bit about crafting your posts, and this is some um, some actual text that I use in, in mind to give you a sense. So obviously the name of your product and a tagline that something that could basically fit well as an, as an H1 on your marketing site. Uh, description, a little bit more, uh, but not too long. Uh, for the website, we created a specific landing page, um, just savvycal.com slash product hunt. And I think I have a screenshot of that um, a little bit later, but basically a copy of our homepage with a banner on it that said, you know, welcome product hunter, just something a little bit personalized. And that helped out with, uh, with kind of just tracking, you know, keep looking in analytics and seeing how many people had landed there first. Uh, kind of, it's just a, an easy way to get a sense for, for how the listing is doing. Um, some people also like to give a, a special discount or promotion. And you could obviously throw that on, on that page as well. We decided not to, um, but I think that's certainly something you could consider. Um, I did record a brief video demo. And um, so basically you have to upload it to YouTube and then Product Hunt allows you to paste in a YouTube link and they feature that kind of as the first, um, the first thing that people see when they look at your post and it autoplays. And so uh, the kind of the, the approach we took was, you know, 60 to 60 to 90 seconds of you know, a, a very personalized video for Product Hunt. So I started out with me, my sunscreen Product Hunt. Um, thanks for checking out Savvy Cal. Here are some of my favorite features of the product that I think you're really going to love. And I just kind of highlighted some of the most um, the most compelling features that I thought you know this this kind of community of people who are early adopter types would really appreciate. And um, and I think that really that really helped us get lift. And Did then you put um, screenshots with a pretty highly okay. produced. Sorry, yeah. Was that highly produced it was, uh, with music, or it was just actually, kind of? It was not. Yeah, cool. I, so just I curious. just, you know, turned on screen, turned on screen flow, and uh, had my little face in the corner, and intentionally kept it like kind of low fidelity. You know, wanted it to feel, um, mm -hmm. feel pretty personal. I think that that tends to, that was a piece of advice that I was given. Like, doesn't have to be highly polished um, in this case. 
And so even, you know, you could even do a Loom video. Um, I happen to use screencasting software, but you know, either one, either one would work. Um, yeah, and then and then a handful of product screenshots that I sort of stylized a little bit, but mostly just kind of demonstrating um, some key parts of the product. Um, you'll want to pay attention to the to the sizing of. <laughs> so I think it's twelve seventy by seven sixty pixels, and that way they won't truncate or, or like uh, clip off the edges of your of your images. Okay, and then you also want to write kind of your first comment um, from you as the maker, and you want to post that um, on launch day as soon as your post goes live. You want to make sure to put that out there, and ideally it kind of, it'll get the most upvotes just as being the, the first comment from the maker, and so that's sort of your um, message to seed the discussion thread, and it'll kind of be pinned there at the top. And sort of the structure we followed was, you know, hey, I'm Derek, founder of SavvyCal. You may know me from, you know, Drip or whatever, just a little personal anecdote there. And then kind of stating the problem. And you want this to, to be kind of really tight copywriting. So we use bullet points and, and you know, make it pretty skimmable. Um, and then, and then, you know, stating the solution and the call to action is let me know what you think. And so you're just trying to be you know, very, um, very open to people, you know, discussing, and that's kind of the posture you want to have um, on this to, to encourage people to uh, to drop a comment. Quick question, Derek from Pablo Fernandez. I believe yep. the answer is no, but he said, did you use Product Hunt Ship? And I had to Google that because I didn't even know what it was. It's like a, yeah. I don't know, is it something you pay for? I mean, I was, it's like you can enter email and they'll, it's, it's widgets and stuff to, help you get more traction with your a toolkit for makers to ship awesome products but i don't exactly understand what it is oh yeah i guess it is it's a monthly subscription so did you use that at all yeah i we did not so um so you see i think part of the ship thing is like those upcoming pages that people will post like as kind of a replacement for a pre-launch landing page or something um so one thing that I considered doing, and um, actually Corey, Corey Haynes, who I work with on marketing stuff, basically told me I didn't need to worry about this too much. Um, but I was a little concerned that that my posting would get scooped, you know, that someone would would uh, <laughs> would post it before the day that I officially planned to launch on Product Hunt, which is always a risk because anybody can, can just post any product that they want on there. Um, and, and I think that Ship has something in it where you can technically, like, like lock it in and prevent someone from doing that. Um, but Corey's take on it was that, you know, the product hunt team is actually very um, willing to work with people on this. So like if someone does that and you were planning a launch coming up, you could just kind of message them and say, hey, we're planning to launch it on this day. Can we, can we take this post down for now? And I think they're willing to work with you on that because ultimately they want, they want, you know, you to have a big splash too. It, it only, benefits them to to have these really well executed launches on their platform and not you know catching makers um flat-footed so so yes we decided not to not to use any of that um ship stuff sounds good what's next all right so just a quick uh quick little screeny shot of uh <laughs> of our listing uh, so you can see that the the demo video this is what shows and it's autoplays right when you see it so That'll be right there. And then uh, your product screenshots. I have just kind of a little array of them here. 
I just put little captions at the bottom. Seem to work. Seem to work pretty well. And this is what our uh, landing page looked like. A little banner at the top. Um, kind of tweak the call to action a little bit to say, you know, claim your username to imply a little bit of, just a little bit of FOMO, perhaps. All right, so leading up to um, leading up to your launch is kind of a pro tip. Um, it's not absolutely necessary, but it potentially is beneficial to recruit someone who has high reputation on Product Hunt to hunt your product for you. And I think this used to be a an even bigger factor in the past. And, you know, this is one of those things where like the product on algorithm, no one really knows on the outside what's going on entirely in there. Um, but sometimes people do have, have issues, you know, some like the product will be on there for a while and then just kind of get pulled off the main page for some weird reason and just weird things can happen sometimes. So, um, so this is one of those things like it's it's not guaranteed to help, but it definitely can't hurt. Um, if you, you know, you ask someone like a like a Heat and Shaw, he's very um, he's a very helpful guy, um, and uh, he agreed to to post ours uh, for us, and um, he's hunted probably thousands of products at this point. Um, and the nice thing is it can hunters can schedule I think a few hours in advance, um, so um, they don't have to be too inconvenienced to like click the button right at midnight um, for you. Did, did he have to post all of your assets? Did you have to send the video and all the images and everything to him in order to get that to work? Yep. Yep. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah, so, so there is some work put, on the hunter's part. There is. Yeah, there's a little bit of work. So make make their job easy. You know, that, that stuff I outlined, like all of those, um, all those pieces of metadata, you want to make sure to have it, you know, very <laughs> easily copy and pasteable for your hunter. Um, and so I think we... We maybe had like a little Dropbox folder or, or like a Google Drive folder or something that had a doc with all that information and, you know, all of the, the images named one, two, three, four, five, so that you know, he knew what order to post them in and, uh, yeah, make their make their job easy for them. But they do have to do a little bit yeah. of legwork on that. Another question yeah. from an audience member is, did you already have a relationship with your hunter or did you reach out to him just for this launch? Yeah, so I um, I kind of Heat and Shaw is in the Tiny Seed Mentor Network, and actually Corey had a relationship with him as well, um, and Corey did the did the outreach for me. So um, you know, I'm I'm not gonna say that I'll volunteer Heat to uh, to launch anyone's product, but I think he's he's a particularly helpful guy, and I think a lot of the the kind of uh, people who do a lot of posting on Product Hunt are um, generally speaking. Uh, very willing to help um, if a if a founder kind of cold reaches out to them and and uh, you know makes a good first impression. Yeah, and MicroConf itself is a connector, right? Because I know when folks reach out to Patrick McKenzie or Hayton Shaw or Stelly Efty or Jason Cohen or I mean the list is on and on. You look at at pretty much any MicroConf speaker. If you say I attended MicroConf, I've seen your talks, um, and and can you give me advice or can you hunt my product or can you know can you do whatever? Yeah, uh, they are usually quite willing to do it because the the community is is so strong. So I would use that as yeah. a um, just as a point of connection is all it is, right? It's like, oh, I, mm -hmm. you know, I, I, I'm in the community, and and so are you. So, awesome. Yep. yep. What's next? Yep. Cool. So let's talk a little bit about launch day. So a couple hours before, and and so launch day officially starts, by the way, at midnight Pacific time. That's when Product Hunt deems it's the next day. 
And so to increase your chances of accumulating the most upvotes, you want to post, um, you know, right at midnight. Um, and so you know, a couple hours before that, that midnight time, you want to uh, make sure to, um, to announce it on social channels. Hey, this is, this is coming and uh, give people a little bit of anticipation there. And then, you know, right at midnight, uh, submit to product hunt. And like I said, you, the hunter can, whether it's you hunting or, or someone else on your behalf, you can, should be able to schedule that in the product hunt interface a couple hours in advance. Um, I kind of was on the fence on whether I was going to stay up in the middle of the night because this is 2, 2 a.m. Uh, central time. And uh, I think uh, my internal clock naturally woke me up. <laughs> I was asleep for a few hours before that. And um and so, yeah, it's it's an exciting time, you know, when it goes live. And usually, I, I saw a little bump in um, in comments and upvotes, and um, definitely spent spent about an hour or so um, tending to that thread before catching a few more hours of sleep. Um, but yeah, so submit submit to Product Hunt, um, schedule an email announcement to to your customers' launch list, um, post. I think Indie Hackers has a specific like product hunt category so you can you can announce to the community there uh microconf connect is a great place right any any slack communities that you're in like that um we kind of just tried to make it anywhere where you could find me um all all roads pointed to that post for the day so i changed all my social bios um and just tried to try to drive everyone straight to that post instead of linking directly to the savvy cow website you know driving everyone there and um yeah, so I can show you. This is the this is the tweet that we sent. Oops. I think I double advanced. Let's see. Oh, that's weird. Slide's not in there. That's okay. So I have a couple skippy. screenshots. Yeah. yeah, a couple screenshots of the the tweet and the email that went out, and I'll um. I can post this uh, this deck in the in the Slack channel or wherever is best to put it, so you can you can kind of see that uh, that content. All right, so um, you know early morning, so as a couple hours into your launch, um, it's good to work your concentric circles a bit and uh, privately message your friends. And this is where things can be a little more you know as long as it's in private, you can be a little more direct about your ask. So of course you're you're asking for an upvote. Um, it's good to have people, you know, write, leave comments there and leave um, reviews. So especially if they're a customer um, and, and outline some pros and cons, people can get a little skeptical if everything is positive all the time. So it's kind of good to get a nice balance of like, I love this tool because of this and maybe the tool's not so good for you if you're, if you're this and, you know, to, to help people um, get a sense for, for why they should care about this product, make their job easy. Um, leaving comments, upvoting comments, and marking things is helpful. Um, is just is just helps helps the whole post get lift, and um, and of course reshares uh, reshares throughout the day. And so you know, you as the yeah, go ahead. I was going to say um, upvote. You can of course ask for upvotes. It depends on how you want to. Uh, how you want to tackle it. I know Product Hunt says, please don't ask for upvotes in public, ask for support. 
and that's their yep exactly thing yep. right? it, you can technically you know if you're just asking for upvotes and technically maybe you're gaming the system so you have to use your own ju internal judgment of hey if i'm gonna if i'm gonna be in a private slack channel and i'm gonna message 10 of my people do you do you say hey can i could use your support here do you specifically say i could use upvotes it's you know you just again you have to go with what you feel comfortable with yep yep and i don't i kind of doubt anyone at at product hunt would would know or fault you for for doing, you know, a small limited outreach to your own friends. I mean, that's kind of a that's a given that that's going to happen. But you definitely don't want to go too go too crazy with it. Um, you know, keep keep that tight. People know people know how to show you support. So you can be, you don't have to be too specific to to violate, uh, you know, any any terms or anything like that. Um, so yeah. And then the biggest thing you can do is just, uh, you know, throughout the day, plan to not really get anything else done that day. Um, you know, you stay engaged in the comment thread. Um, you know, people may, people may have random questions that technically are already answered other places, but just, you know, be uh, be very kind and helpful, and uh, and show that you're not just you're not just dropping this over here and expecting people to to show you support without you engaging with them. Um, so just just be present. So yes, just a couple of do's and don'ts. Do make noise about your posts um, throughout the day. So I, we kind of had a loose plan of of you know at, at a couple points throughout the day, I was going to post some tweet threads about you know hey here's we're on product hunt you know just kind of mentioning that and then you know let's let's do, here's a little comparison between us and our major competitor or here's kind of the story the launch timeline of how we got to this place. So just kind of you know. Um, trying to keep it in front of people's radar, not in a spammy way, but just, just you know, um, so that you're kind of having your day in, in the spotlight on um, on any social channels where, where people might be following you as well. Um, and yes, don't, uh, again, don't publicly solicit upvotes and definitely don't buy upvotes. Uh, I think there was, there was some interesting uh, activity on some posts uh, that, that were on the same day uh, as mine and uh, where they were adding something like 100 votes an hour or something like that. And it was, I think something sketchy was going on. But what actually interesting anecdote about that, um, later on, um, about a week later, I think Product Hunt goes through and kind of culls any votes that were um, from bots or, or potentially purchased. And um, and so you will see sometimes your vote counts get readjusted as as they do uh, do kind of their cleanup in the background. So, all right, all right. So post launch, um, obviously, thank your supporters for helping out. Um, you can add your nice slick little product hunt badge um, if you're if it's achieved the kind of success that you want to. Um, that you feel like would be helpful to to show to people. Um, so we threw this in our footer, a little featured on product hunt badge with our upvote count. Um, and then we decided to add this little PS line to an onboarding email that goes out when someone signs up for the product at first. And um, because we, we end up with 200 and something comments there, it actually became a nice repository of social proof and people kind of um, sharing their experiences using the product. And and so similar to like, you know, those review sites, um, you know, your product sent post can be a nice kind of repository of that. And the nice thing is people will continue to upvote over time. And that helps with, with some of these distinctions like, uh, you know, number one of the week, number one of the month, 
or or number whatever, you know, but it helps you helps you continue to rise in the ranks even past your your day um, in the spotlight. 2000 votes, man, that's impressive. It's a lot of yeah, votes. Yeah. Yeah. I it I like I said, totally blown away by that. <laughs> awesome. We have a lot of questions coming in. I think I have probably three or four more, but I do want to hold off our you just have a couple more slides? Just a couple more. Yep. Cool. Yep. Why don't we finish these out and then I'll start digging in. I mean, I think there's at least maybe somewhere between three and five questions that we can kind of start cranking through and other folks feel free to, uh, to add them. I know, you know, we're going a little long. We obviously started late, um, but in addition, uh, the, you know, one of the beauties of doing this live is that the questions are coming in and, and I'd love to be able to, uh, to go through those. So keep going with this and then, awesome. and I'll pop back in in a couple minutes. Cool. Sounds good. Yeah. So another thing that happened, um, uh, to us uh, is, you know, we we did really well on our day of. We achieved the number two spot. And what that meant was um, we were selected to be featured in the newsletter. Um, and so, you know, this is, again, one of those things completely beyond your control. It's it's kind of the editorial staff at Product Hunt that makes these decisions. Um, but we basically got notified, like, hey, we're going to we're going to put you as the feature in in the newsletter. And this ended up driving uh, two times the amount of traffic <laughs> as the initial launch day. So that was that turned out to be, you know, kind of the real prize of the product hunt launch was was the newsletter feature because I think their list is, I don't know, 300,000, 400,000, something like that. Um, and so that goes to show the power of email. <laughs> um, unfortunately, this is one of those things that you have very little control over, but, um, but do be prepared. Um, so that was the other thing, you know, tons of, uh, tons of support, emails came in. Um, I kind of had a question, a few questions in the initial onboarding email that goes out like, hey, how'd you hear about us and and why did you sign up? And um, definitely a lot of people took me up on that. So I think I fielded uh, somewhere around a thousand emails in the month of January just um, as a result of the product hunt launch. It shows you the, here the traffic um, on the 7th was launch day and then the 8th was newsletter day. Um, that's uh, uniques versus page views there. And so, advance. One more time. Uh oh. It's gonna double. It's gonna double advance. Yeah, back to the first slide. Can, uh, can I wrap around? Let's see if I can do this. <laughs> yeah, try that. We're try doing to this live, folks. <laughs> the show must go on. This is the best about live. I can't wait. I'm waiting for the dog to bark at the UPS person. I'm waiting for uh, <laughs> yeah. another kid to crawl in army style under the camera. Yeah, so you just okay. want your last well, slide, basically? Yeah. Yeah, it's okay. It's not It's not a big deal. Basically, the last slide is a thank you slide. And before that are my two parting thoughts, which are enjoy your time in the spotlight, but also make sure to manage your expectations. And, and if it doesn't, if it doesn't pop off like the Savvy Cow launch did. It's not necessarily your fault. And, uh, you know, just uh, all you can do is is your best at, at trying to set yourself up for success and um, and just treat it like an experiment. Awesome. And obviously, this is one of those things I was talking about earlier that they don't scale, but to, to get 4K of MRR right off the bat is pretty, pretty sweet. All right. So I, yeah. I know we're running along. I want to answer all these questions. So um, obviously, if you have to 
to if you have a prior engagement, you have to leave. Um, this will be the video will be available to you as a microconfirm ticket holder. But let's dive into these questions, sir, because that's a great it's a great story. And I love how you set expectations of like, hey, this isn't gonna happen for everyone. But this is what happens when things go really right. I mean, I think that's what I'll say is like you yeah. did a lot of things right yeah. and you got a little lucky. Right. There was there was both yeah. aspects to it because you can do everything right and exactly. get 50 votes. <laughs> you can get a little lucky and get, you know, 2000. But you, you did both. Um, question from uh, Chris Engelhart. He said, what do you know your churn for the product hunt cohort compared to your average churn rate? Do you know how many dropped off after the first month, even even if it's ballpark? Yeah. That's a great question, actually. And, and it's something that um, I didn't have a great sense before, even though we had launched and we had you know, several hundred customers, like I mentioned, um, the churn pre product hunt was effectively zero, like it was very, very small. And that's, that's one of those artifacts of, of early stage SaaS where you have mostly people who are a super great fit or from your kind of personal network, and they're just very unlikely to churn. And, uh, you know, that doesn't last forever, right? So, so I didn't have a good sense of what my actual churn rate was going to be for the particular market segment that I was targeting, but, um, you know, that was sort of anxiously awaiting for the month following product hunt and churn was decently high. I think we, I think we had around 12%, um, for that initial month and things have started to taper off a bit. We're below 10 right now, but it definitely is still higher than I would want it to be. And so I'm kind of, I'm keeping an eye on it and thinking about, uh, you know, potentially tackling that, um, weighing that against adding more features that a bunch of people are requesting, you know, um, wearing many hats. But I am, I'm curious to see how long this, um, you know, if churn is going to drop off as kind of we get further away from the product hunt reverberation um, from launch, but uh, time will tell. Very nice. And Santiago asks, do you, would you consider uh, launching, but I think it means, you know, submitting to Product Hunt again after a major integration or a major feature. Like, let's say you integrate with Zapier or you add just a huge, you know, remember drip workflows, right? Where it's like, this really mm -hmm. changes the app. Would you uh, consider submitting to Product Hunt again at that point? I definitely would. Yeah. I think, I think there is such thing as, as too much. Um, and, and Corey had some experience with this actually, um, because he's formerly at Bear Metrics, and I think for a while they were they were really kind of pushing hard on this. Every major feature they would do, kind of a, a product hunt launch, and you do end up kind of uh, you can end up overtaxing that channel a little bit, and um, and I think product hunt doesn't want to see uh, too many small features being being like promoted there, you know. But I think if it's something really big and meaningful, like I'm building an out integration right now, Cal, which is going to really open up, you know, at least 2x the addressable market that we have uh, because it's another calendar integration. I think that potentially could be a good one to um, to try to um, craft a launch around. So, yeah, I'm definitely planning to experiment um, more and probably not more than a couple times a year at most um, for this kind of thing. I'm thinking about it. Yeah. Given, and given how much effort it is, I do think it's something that you want to use use sparingly. Next question. Would you say yep. product hunt a product hunt launch is better suited for software products built for wide audiences? Do you think it would work for software serving a niche market? Yeah. I mean, my sense is that it definitely, because it's just a very um, 
undifferentiated set of people. Like it's a, it's a very broad group. So the more broadly appealing your product is, the better chance it's going to resonate with, with more people. Just that just logically makes sense, you know? So I think if you're building a, uh, you know, software for construction contractors, <laughs> countertop installers, whatever, like how many of those people are going to be on product hunt? Very few compared to, you know, the, the people who are in the market for a, a more general purpose scheduling tool, for example. So yeah, I think, I think your mileage will definitely vary a ton based on how niche, uh, niche your product is. Question from Daniel. He says, have you ever tried launching to product hunt and thereby focusing the attention of your existing network there, i.e. linking from your Twitter or similar so that uh, to get, let me finish the question and then I'll, I'll clarify it, I think, to get more attention on product hunt by people who don't know you when you hopefully get up to upvotes from your network. I think what he's saying is actually launching your product on product hunt or launching a feature on product hunt and instead of when you email saying, hey, come to SavvyCal.com and tweeting that mm -hmm. out, you actually send them to product hunt instead. Now, I know you did a product launch because you launched SavvyCal a few months earlier and then you did product hunt launch decoupled from that in essence, right? Right. And that's how I would recommend it. I've seen people try to do both. And when you do both, if you go all in on product hunt and it doesn't get the traction, no one, you get no visits to your website. You get no conversions. It's pretty risky to do that. Would you be in sync with that? Yeah, definitely. I think so. And, and you know, the other advantage of of launching a bit in advance is having those real customer testimonials that people can actually leave. You know, your if your app's been kind of open to the public for a few months at least, um, that's that's super valuable. Um, I think, you know, if it's the, the further away from vaporware that you are, the better. Um, right. And yeah, so like we we definitely drove like day of as the launch was going on. You know, pointed all links away from from you know the homepage and straight to the product hunt page so i think for a limited period of time it makes total sense to do that i think for even maybe for like about a week or so after the launch we kept you know on the savvy cal twitter profile and on my twitter profile the the url was pointing to product hunt um but i would only do that for a pretty you know narrow scope of time yeah so again to reiterate if i would and i think derek and i are on the same page with this if i was launching a brand new product i would build my launch list i'd build a twitter following whatever and then I would launch to my own audience. I would not involve product hunt at all. And do yeah. the email, do the tweet, do whatever, get everybody in. Like you said, get the the testimonials. And probably about a month later, maybe two, I would then do a product hunt launch decoupled from the initial launch. Next question, yeah. is product hunt recommended when your product is a tool or service that may include people who are familiar with product hunt, but most of your customers might not be familiar with it? Or is everyone aware of product hunt? I would say not everyone's aware of product hunt, especially especially depending on your niche. I mean, it's definitely it's a small subset of of our spaces. Right. But the, again, the question is, would you recommend product hunt when your product is a tool or service that may include people who are familiar with product hunt, but most of your customers might not be familiar with product hunt? I'm not sure. Yeah, I mean, I guess, I guess the risk yeah. maybe saying like the, um, if it's if it's like a dramatically different market, like I think I would, I would suspect that a lot of people who are actively engaged with product hunt are more of the early adopter types. And if you're building a product that is predominantly for people who are, who don't spend a lot of time online and are not particularly early adopter types, then you might be 
potentially opening yourself up to a, an influx of people who don't re aren't really a good fit anyways. Um, and that's always the risk with, with kind of dropping your, dropping your product in a place where like, um, you know, people aren't, aren't necessarily the right type of customer. Um, but I also think that when you're early on, it's like, it's hard to know exactly, exactly how many potential good customers are in that audience. Who's to say, you know, you can't really know that for sure anyways. So the risk is that you clog up your, your support queues a little bit with people who are like expecting something different than what you're actually offering. That's always a risk that you run, but I think the benefits probably outweigh the risks in, in most cases. Excellent. We just we're going to wrap up here in the next couple of minutes. We do have a couple more questions. Do you think a product hunt launch would be worth the effort for a B two C product business to consumer, specifically a more niche B two C product? It's, so my answer to the first one is B two C. Yes, probably. Um, mm -hmm. Niche. I, you know, I don't know. There's always a, a play with there. What do you think about those? Yeah, I mean, I think a lot of B two C, like apps seem to do pretty well i mean it's it's um I, just from from watching listings over time like the more um the more consumer grade a product is the the better shot it has at at kind of popping off on a on a site like this so if, if you've really focused on you know simple mechanics and good design and something that that a, that a consumer would like those have a probably a better chance of of succeeding that's sort of that's sort of the the product approach that we've taken with SavvyCal is trying to really, really, um, really nail a simple, high, po highly polished user experience. Um, I think like the flip side is like some very specific line of business application where it doesn't actually, it's like complex and doesn't look appealing, but solves a very specific problem for for a niche. Like I think that's that's probably less likely to resonate with kind of a drive-by audience of people who are looking for hot, cool new products, if that makes sense. Indeed it does. Another question from Tony at Cloud Forecast. He says, I know this is hard to attribute, but do you know which of the channels helped with your product hunt launch the most? It is hard okay to, to attribute. No. I think, yeah. yeah, I don't know. I don't know because I do... I mean, I do quite a bit of the building and public stuff um, because it it seems to be res seems to resonate with my potential customers when I share openly about stuff. So I've been doing that for a while, and you can't just you can't just start this overnight, right? It's something you kind of got to you have to invest in that as a as a channel for getting people interested in your product. But so I've been doing that kind of the whole the whole time. So when I posted this on Twitter. It got a lot of lift. It drove a bunch of traffic there. I don't know how much traffic it actually drove to the to the product hunt post, um, but I think I'm still very um, very bullish on email as like a probably the best the best way to communicate to somebody that hey I would like support. We're on product hunt and sending that via email. I have um, probably I probably appreciate that channel a bit more than than social, which is more like. Is the algorithm going to surface my tweet to people or not? Who knows? But at least with the, with email, you can land in someone's inbox. So, yeah. Yeah, there it is. All right, two more questions. Uh, one is from Matt Nuganawa. He says, on balance, it sounds like the product launch was a success for you. Relative to other things that don't scale, where do you think it rates? Hmm. That's a tough one, huh? Because, I mean, you know, you compare it to AppSumo and it's like, well, Hapsumo is 
certain to, you know, if you get accepted, you're certain to get something out of it, but there's also a risk there that you could cannibalize. You know, there's all, there's just risks there. Product Hunt, the risk is yeah. that it just, you spend a bunch of time and it doesn't work. It's more of like an SEO or a viral play where you're going right. to try to do, you know, a clickbait thing around, you know, some news item. And if you invest the time to write the ebook or write the, um, the blog post or whatever, and then nobody picks it up, you know, then, then you've wasted time. Yeah, I guess like, yeah, and, and think of it in terms of like time investment versus potential return. Um, we probably spent, I don't know, between me and Corey, maybe like eight hours or so kind of writing writing the copy, creating the, the screenshots, recording the video, um, talking to Heaton, recruiting our hunter, you know, um, and just kind of outlining the launch process and, and coordinating that. So it was, you know, it was a decent time investment, but not like, it's not like we were spending weeks on this trying. And it was, that, that was intentional too, because I was like, this could, this could go absolutely nowhere. So we want to, want to not over invest in it too much. And so it's, it's probably more investment than like trying to write a, a catchy manifesto that you try to get, you know, lift on Hacker News or something, right? A uh, little bit more than that, but, but certainly like an AppSumo launch, for example, like that. Um, that could pot potentially create an enormous support burden. Then you have to kind of increase, you know, staffing for that. And uh, there's a lot. So that I consider something like an AppSumo launch is, is um, potentially a lot more disruptive or takes more time investment than than product as an experiment. Very nice. And our final question for your keynote session from Matt Gale. He says, "What made you decide?" to not include a promotion or launch deal with your product hunt launch. Mm. Yeah, that was just sort of a call that we made. Um, I think because, because it's already a decently low priced um, product and really I was trying to optimize for getting revenue in the door. So, I mean, you know, something it's always in the works then in, in, in the plans to potentially experiment with freemium or experiment with, you know, deeper discounts or, or affiliates and that kind of stuff. But um, early on, I, especially my mindset, you know, end of last year, as I just was having my first couple hundred customers was that, no, I want to just, I want to propose this to this, to this community. And I want only people who really are interested and value the product and, and to pay the price tag that I'm charging everyone else. Um, that's, those are the people that I want in the door. And so I was a little worried about um, overly incentivizing people by making it really cheap um, and potentially just seeing a bunch of churn or a bunch of kind of poorly fitting customers, I guess, um, is sort of how I was thinking about it. Derek Reimer, sir, thank you so much for joining me today. Folks can find you on Twitter at Derek Reimer and, of course, SavvyCal.com if they want to see the magic you're building. Thanks for sharing your knowledge. Yeah, and and I have a special discount for microconf um, attendees. So you go to SavvyCal.com slash microconf. It's a coupon code there. 20% off your first year. Oh, I'm going to go sign up for that right now. I'm already a SavvyCal <laughs> user. Derek's like, don't do that. Yeah, awesome. New customers only. <laughs> uh, of course. Awesome. Well, thanks. Thanks for that, man. Take thanks for having me. Thanks once again for joining me this week. If you're not already subscribed... To this podcast, it's easy to do. Hit that subscribe button. And frankly, youtube.com slash microconf 
is another place to be subscribed because we are putting out a lot of, uh, you know, I'll say it's high quality, helpful content for bootstrapped and mostly bootstrapped SaaS founders. YouTube.com slash microconf and hit that subscribe button. We'll be back in your earbuds again next week.